Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout. Hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to Create Shift podcast. We are getting back into the the full-on flow of things now. We're back into autumn, we're back from holidays and various things. So expect some more regular podcast episodes, both episodes with Kate and I, and also some more guest interviews. We're going to be mixing the the two kind of styles together from now on and see how that goes. Do let us know what you're enjoying, what kind of content you're liking. Um, if you have any episodes that really stood out for you and really supported you, then we'd love to hear what those ones were. You can contact us on Instagram um, at the Good Space UK. You can find us in our Facebook group, uh, Create a Good Life. You can email us hello at the good space.com uh, or you could leave a review, a public review. If you're enjoying the podcast, that'd be really appreciated and really helpful um, if you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. So before we go into today's episode, I want to let you know that our Work Magic program is it's running again. It's running live again. We, we ran it for the first time ever last year in November, and it was really great, a really brilliant experience um, for us and the group that took part uh, in the course with us. And so we're running it live again this year and it is now open and you can have a look at the sales page and you can see if it's for you and you can reserve your place, you can buy your space now. Um, So have a look, Uh, there are payment plans available so if you feel like you need a payment plan then you can get in touch with us and we can sort that out for you. Work Magic is all about uh, supporting us to reconsider our relationship with work and finding the tools and practices that can help you then cultivate a better relationship with work. One where maybe you can experience a sense of work-life harmony, of flow, uh, rather than the sense of work-life balance. One where you can experience perhaps more joy, more ease, and more sense of kind of a sustainability in your work life. And it is for you whether you work for yourself, you run a business, you work for somebody else, you are a manager of lots of other people, you run a huge business. Um, We tailor it to whoever comes to the course. And last time we had people who worked for themselves, people who were on career breaks, people who were just kind of starting families and were in a career break and wanted to consider going back to work and people who had been made redundant and were thinking about their next move in work as well as people who were working for themselves. So if you are interested in changing your relationship with work and coming at work from a place of really trusting in yourself, your own unique skills and magic and finding more joy, ease and sustainability in your work, then we would love to have you join us on the course. The live round starts on October the 31st, which happens to also be Halloween or Samhain. And Samhain in the pagan wheel of the year is really a time that is the start of the new cycle, the new year. So it's really the perfect time to be engaging in this work. So have a look at the sales page. We'll put the link in the show notes below. You can find it on our website. Uh, oh, website. I said that weirdly. Uh, Thegood-space.com. And if you've got any questions, please feel free to ask us. Um, we, we're here. We won't try and force you to join the course. We just want to make sure that you know whether it's right for you or not. 
Okay, I think that's everything I need to tell you. So I'm going to leave you to listen to today's episode, which is all about control and asking when is it helpful to to look at what we can control? How can that support our nervous system and our sense of resilience? But also uh, examining how we need to let go of control in many aspects as well and how that can serve us. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Right, Kate, say to me again what you just said about control. I was just saying that we've had a few years worth of having very little control in our external lives. So a lot of things have been happening. We've been told what to do. And it's been with this real sense of losing any control that we've got over our lives. And I was just thinking about the ways that we can keep control over our lives. Those little things that we can implement in our day to day lives to give us that feeling back of having control and having choice over what we do. Mm -hmm. And I... I have, I guess, a provocative point of view that we can't control anything. <laughs> and so, and I think this is, as well, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. So, and this is coming from, like, I'm somebody who desperately wants to control everything. Um, I've got a lot of pitta dosha from the Ayurvedic doshas in my constitution that is the, the kind that's dominated by fire and is really good at uh, organisation and leadership and wants to control everything. And that can be one of the issues that, that that dosha faces. And I definitely experience that. And I think that we've been living under the illusion of control, probably most of us or a lot of us, um, and, and on a broader scale, like in our society for like a really long time. And then COVID came and like completely shattered that illusion so like I had uh, a big trip planned um, to go away in 2020 and then COVID came and obviously that couldn't happen but reflecting on that I was like well I guess that could happen at any time like anything could happen and you can't you know do the thing and like one of the the key sort of teachings and a lot of spiritual traditions is to let go of trying to control and this idea that the only certain thing in life is that everything is going to change so that's my provocative point of view however I do think we can control ourselves yeah, and our brain feels safe when we have when we think we've got that level of control over you know our mm. environment or our choices mm. and I think you're right it is a sense of what we can control about ourselves rather than externally. And, mm. and I guess there is still that link there because how we control ourselves is how we show up and how we affect our environment. And so mm. there is, I guess, a, a trickle down off that control into our external being as well. Yeah, it's really this like this beautiful like paradox because then I'm like, well, yeah, and you can you can have some control. Well, it depends. I guess we've all got a certain sphere of control that we can have or, or influence maybe is a better mm. word. Um, and, and so for a lot of us that will extend to our immediate environment, like our homes and we can control, you know, how that looks or how it feels to be in, you know, to a certain extent. And then that can make us feel safer. And that can then make us feel like we, we are coming from a, more grounded and powerful place when we go out into the world I guess a lot of it is about stabilizing our nervous systems 
Yeah, no, I'd agree. And I know for myself, for definite, that if I can do some little things that feel like I'm in control, it does kind of soothe me and grounds me and makes me feel more kind of more resourced and more capable to make choices and to go out into the world and do the stuff that I need to do. Mm, And I think it's that kind of whole being able to hold the two kind of truths at once that you can can there are some things that you can control and have influence over and and that then allows you to like when you when you recognize those things and and act on those things that you do have control or influence over that allows you to be able to accept that you have very little control in the world <laughs> like it, in the grand scheme of things that like everything is going to change and I guess it it enables you to feel more resilient then as well that you can it's that you know the um the serenity prayer that's used mm, in recovery yeah. um that Brené Brown references a lot um and I'm gonna not quote it right but we can find it and we can put it in the show notes the give me the power to uh accept the things I cannot change something about change the things I can and, and, the, and the wisdom to know the difference basically talks about um I'm gonna try and find it <laughs> I try and find it right now yeah so it's quite I think it gets abbreviated a lot, but it's grant grant it's the serenity of mind to accept that which cannot be changed, courage to change that which can be changed, and wisdom to know the one from the other. Yeah, so it's that really, isn't it? And so I'm wondering, for well, for you and for anyone listening, how do you decipher between the things you can and cannot change? Because it's hard, right? We get really entangled in our lives and everyone else's lives and everything that's going on. And it can be really hard to pick out what is within our control, what's our responsibility. And I think for me, I probably always come back to that awareness of myself and that awareness that I am, like my actions and my thoughts and my behaviour and my um, physicality and my breath are all things that I can change. And doing those things will likely change how I'm experiencing other things around me that maybe I can't change. So like a really sort of simple example would be if there's like a train delay or something, like a cancellation and train delay or whatever, and you're trying to get somewhere you can kind of run through a checklist can't you you can be like can I do anything about getting to to get this train to arrive here on time no I can't unless you somehow work for the train company like whatever but like no you can't okay um and maybe you're feeling stressed about it you know you're getting really worked up or whatever can I can I change how I'm feeling about this yes I can and then you can do things you know so um yeah what, what about you do you Yeah, I think it is that kind of that inner reflection of, you know, what 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 is happening? What am I feeling? What are the facts here? I think that's actually quite an important thing for me is thinking about what are the what are my feelings towards a situation and what are actual facts? Mm. Because then when you know what the the facts are around a situation, like, you know, the facts are the train isn't going to get there until whatever time and you're going to be late for whatever you're going to, you know, you can then work out what you've got any control to change, you know, and what you can use as your plan B. 
So as well as calming your nervous system and making yourself feel more at ease with the situation, you know, that are actual things you can do about it. You can ring the people you were going to meet mm-hmm. and explain. And, you know, it allows your logic brain to kick in and do something. And I think then it kind of allows you to get that feeling of control back because you're taking steps to make amends to the situation that's making you feel uneasy. Mm. And I think, like, bringing it back to that awareness of, like, generally what you can control is yourself can be really, really helpful in situations where um, you might be getting stressed or anxious about, another person's um reaction to you um so like I often find myself feeling concerned about how people will perceive me or whether they will judge me for something or whether I've upset somebody by saying something or whatever and I mean obviously I I guess there are instances where you might have had a lot of control of that if you said something really nasty to somebody and then that's upset them but if you've just said something that's like you know say you're asserting a boundary and you're worried that that's going to upset someone, then to remind yourself that the only thing you have control over is like your own actions and words, and you don't have any control over how they are received. If everybody realised that, that they all had control and responsibility for themselves, that might ease a lot of situations where there's a lot of stress experienced. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Because it's because we quite often get in our heads about how other people view us. And it's like everyone has their own view of us, depending on so many, so many things, not just our actions, you know, their view on the world, their, you know, how they've been brought up, you know, the interactions you've had with them, you know, those are the things that they use to kind of form an opinion of you. And that will change over time. And you know, it might be that one day they've had a really bad day and they're sharp with you just because they've had a bad day. And it's not to do with how, you know, something you said or how you've come across. But we internalise all of those actions and, you know, really kind of make it mean something about us. Mm. And it's, you know, it's a really interesting concept that we don't ever, the the person that we see ourselves as, we don't appear as that person to anyone else apart from ourselves. We mm-hmm. exist as like a different person to every single person we interact with. Mm. Mm. And I think that's really interesting in that situation where like, you know, if somebody's been sharp with you because of whatever's been going on with them, we have to remember that we have control over how we respond and it can mm-hmm. be so easy to then respond from like a space of habit of mm-hmm. like our conditioned beliefs and our learned uh, ways of responding but actually to 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 know that we have a choice in that and that we can start changing how we want to respond so that we can show up from a more uh usable and wholehearted because I've been listening to a lot of Brené Brown but uh like a wholehearted space then we can radically shift our relationships actually by by doing that that work mm-hmm. on ourselves you know, to an extent obviously the other person probably needs to start doing that stuff as well but actually by then doing that controlling what we control within ourselves and so maybe doing that work to kind of change our beliefs or work on how we respond to stuff or work on acknowledging like when shame's coming up or like what emotions are driving how we're reacting and doing all of that internal work that like self-study and that's like such an important part of the yogic tradition and practice then we can exert a little bit more influence over like how we experience our lives um yeah yeah I was just thinking that it was 
it's interesting that actually that sense of control means that actually we have to practice a lot of detachment yeah to a lot of things um and that actually just compassion and kindness for ourselves yeah and we have to practice a lot of detachment to the things that we more often try to control perhaps Mm -hmm. you know by like making plans and lists and goals and things like that because I guess our society kind of points us more towards those things towards like make it make a five-year plan make set your goals and your visions and make your to-do list and like to give us this illusion of control and the plans are great I love I love having visions and dreams and plans but you have to at the same time hold that awareness that nothing might happen in the way that you expect and you have to let go of that grasping for control yeah and there's so much tied up in that as well um about you know making these plans and you know how we're conditioned to you know stick to what we've said we were going to do and how we see ourselves as failures if we don't achieve what we've set out even if it if it's not what we want there's I think there's so much in that yeah yeah I feel like we could go off into lots of other topics so maybe it's time to wrap this one up Mm. um key key kind of takeaways or messages for listeners around this idea of controlling what we can control I think for me it's that looking inwards and asking yourself what can I control about this situation and what can I let go Mm. what about you yeah I think I think for me it's um that that duality of of looking inwards and and seeking to kind of control what you can control within yourself and also looking outwards and holding that awareness that the only thing the only certainty is that everything's going to change and we can't control anything thank you for listening to this episode of create shift podcast we hope that you found it supportive encouraging and inspiring and that it helps you in some way on your journey to living whatever a good life is for you and to getting out of the burnout cycle If you did enjoy it, we would love it if you could take just a few moments to head over to Apple Podcasts, find the podcast and write us a lovely rating and review that really supports our work. It's a free way that you can support our work and show that you value what we're doing. It really helps other people to find the podcast and then helps us to continue doing what we're doing. So that would be amazing. Thank you very much. And just a final reminder that Work Magic is now open for enrolment. So you can have a head over to our website, thegood-space.com, to find out all about Work Magic, our four-week course that helps you rewrite your relationship with work um, to find a relationship where you can get more joy more ease and a greater sense of sustainability from your working life we start the live round on the 31st of october and we would love to have you there if you have any questions feel free to get in touch with us and we will be back for another episode very soon